Hello, and you are listening to the Tech Anton podcast, episode 35 of season 2. We are hitting very close towards the end of the year, but anyway, we are still bringing you some content,、uh, and we'll try to go as late as possible, you know, into the year.、Uh, we know that everyone's trying to prepare for the holidays and post-lockdown activities already, but anyway, we'll still talk about. Tech and discuss about all things tech, bringing the best tech, well, not bringing the best tech lah, bringing the best tech news and topics to you. And you're joining me, Darwin and Jivan, again、Yo. for this episode.、Uh, unfortunately, we still can't have guests because we're still a bit iffy. <laughs> It's still the pandemic season, so yeah, we don't really want to take the risk. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, back to the topic at hand: tech. That happened last week. Things that happened in tank last week. Clubhouse,、um, they had a little small update, and they're allowing you to now pin links on their rooms. So you kind of can sort of monetize yourself. You can actually put Patreon links. You can put like your own YouTube links and whatnot on the social platform itself, which is kind of cool. I mean, for like content creators and stuff like that. So. You know, if you want us to start a clubhouse room, let us know. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, we'll try. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. And, yeah, Sony also launched something new last week, and this is a very, very interesting smartphone.、Uh, but I think everybody's been talking about it for the past week or so. This Xperia Pro I. Okay, this is basically. What? How? How do I describe this? The most Advanced camera smartphone or camera that has a smartphone feature. Is that right? It is a camera first, smartphone second. Essentially, it's it's basically an RX well, Sony RX one hundred packed into a smartphone package. That the Sony RX one hundred is a compact camera, so you don't get the zoom lens that you get from the RX hundred, but you get the same sensor, right? So you're getting nearly one inch <laughs> in sensor size. That's basically a compact camera already, okay, and about twenty megapixels there or thereabouts. But this is Sony Alpha megapixels you're talking about. So very, very, very interesting smartphone. They haven't announced the price just yet. They are targeting this towards the prosumers type of people. You know, people who do content creation, who already has an Alpha camera at least, right? And they didn't announce the price, but they say that it's coming to Malaysia in December. But I kind of think that you might not be able to get this phone at five thousand ringgit. I am kind of expecting a six K to seven K somewhere、yeah. there. <laughs> it's going to be normal. Okay, they had the Xperia Pro before this that sold about eleven thousand in Malaysia ringgit. It didn't make it here. By the way, yeah, yeah, that was catered to you know alpha, extreme alpha users that wants like a secondary camera. Oh no, sorry, monitor for their camera and whatnot. Yeah, that's the Xperia Pro I. DJI was also in the news last week. They launched the Action Two, and it's a little cutesy, little cute thing of a camera. It's an action camera. If the if the name haven't actually given it away yet, it's an action camera. 
pretty cute, pretty small, and it starts at 519 US dollars, which is around the same price as the new GoPro Black Hero or something like that. Hero, Hero 9 Black Edition. Yeah, so it's the most advanced camera DJI, well, action camera that DJI has. Very interesting because it's got like new stabilizer options and new attachment options because it's magnetic now and it's modular, which is, I think, the direction that action cameras should go to now. It's got like magnetic mounts and everything that you can put on your body, on your bike, on your car. Yeah, I think that should be the way action cameras go now. And as small and light as possible. This is like 59 grams, if I'm wrong. Yeah, and basically, it's meant to capture all the action. So, because it's so light, and they basically have kitted it out with attachments for everything. Yeah. You pretty much can capture any action that you want. Yeah, so if you're going to buy it, right, 519 US dollars, that's about 2,200 ringgit, right? You're getting everything, like every single attachment that is meant to be on the DJI Action 2. And then if you wait a little later, right, there will be another combo that's going to retail for about 399 US dollars. 1,700 ringgit, right? And you're getting less stuff, but some of the useful stuff. We're not sure whether they're gonna have like more accessories for this because sometimes DJI is not really known for continuing their accessory lineup for mobile phone lineups. <laughs> Only recently they've started doing that with the DJI OM4 and OM5. Yeah. Can use the same clamps. Not sure about the DJI Action 2 just yet, but they haven't had a very good track record for that. But anyway, that's DJI, right? Huawei uh, has launched something in Malaysia. They launched the Nova 9, the MateBook 14S, uh, and the Watch GT3. But the Watch GT3 and the Nova 9 is not here yet. We don't know the price yet. They haven't given us the price. Aha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's coming soon though. It's coming next week. So just stay tuned. These are budget type smartphones, the Nova 9. And the Watch GT3, it's basically a, a replacement model of the Watch GT2, which I heard a lot of good things about. We, we haven't got a chance to review any of Huawei's new watches just yet, but we've heard a lot of good things about it, especially about its battery life. Kind of. Yeah. Okay. But their MateBook 14S though, it's already here. Okay. And you can buy it for 4,999 ringgit onward. And that would keep, give you an Intel Core i5, if I'm not wrong. With an Evo, was it an Evo? No, an Iris XE graphics, if I'm not wrong. I think I'm right. Yeah, I'm right. <laughs> it's a bit on the expensive side, isn't it? It is, but it is a thin and light, right? So thin and lights are about there or thereabouts. I kind of think that it is more expensive as a Huawei though, because I kind of think Huawei made books used to be those value options that people consider to buy, kind of. But yeah. this time it's a bit more expensive on the expensive side. Yeah, considering the previous laptops were all sub 3000, uh, it's about it's sub four thousand still, right? Um, and they give you quite good premium stuff, but at four thousand nine hundred and ninety nine ringgit, you know what you can buy? I can buy a uh, Acer Nitro. 
Yeah, you can. It's an entry-level gaming laptop. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> anyway, BlizzCon, the you know the conference for Blizzard games and stuff like that, is finally cancelled. Like they finally nailed the coffin and said, "Yeah, we're not gonna do this," but they are still gonna come out with announcements for their games. So expect things to come out from Blizzard anyway. You know. Yeah. yeah. The first announcement they made was. Uh, Diablo Immortal is finally in its closed beta. Finally. <laughs> finally. After yeah. three years. Yeah, after three years, <laughs> takes a long time. Well, Blizzard is kind of known to take their time with games. Sometimes, Diablo Twelve took quite a while to develop. Uh, Diablo Twelve. Oh, sorry, Diablo. Diablo Three. Three. Yes, Diablo Three took a while. After Diablo Two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyway, Facebook was also in the news and in quite a big way because their main company is not called Facebook anymore. They're now called Meta. Meta. Yeah. Because apparently we are all going to be ready in Ready Player One very soon. Yeah, they were talking about Metaverse in the in the announcement and stuff like that. But I think everybody's been talking about it. We we. <laughs> We don't have to talk about it. I think. Yeah. But yeah, it it is basically a collection of Facebook apps and you know, uh, Facebook development and what they're trying to do in the future. They want to talk about more AR and 3D and even VR stuff. You know, they they they're looking into having VR meetings and stuff like that. That's at least the concept. Whether or not it'll come true, we don't know. This is kind of like you know the Google Alphabet situation. Yeah, the yeah. good news that came out of this is that you don't need a Facebook account to use your Oculus anymore. Yeah, finally. <laughs> anyway, there was another launch last week. Well, really late last week. Um, it was actually, in fact, in the weekends that Sarov broke um the surface. It's not that big of a news, but it is, I think, a very very interesting news for us, uh, tech enthusiasts, and even, you know. Android Android users in general, right? Because they are announcing, they or at least they have announced that they are going to release an Android 12 L, and yep. this is very very interesting because the details for it is that it's actually made for tablets, right? Yeah, tablets and foldables at this point. So hmm. this came kind of like a surprise. There was rumors about 12.1 and stuff like that, but Essentially, what is happening is Google is finally optimizing Android for tablets and larger displays. Mm-hmm. So it <coughs> it not only benefits uh, Android devices. Apparently, it will also affect Chromebooks. Yeah, which is so, something I find very interesting. So here's the thing about Android 12. It focuses more about not just catering Android to a bigger screen because. Android to a bigger screen has always been there, right? It's always the tablet market. But I think what they're trying to do here is bring the tablet into its own class, like kind of like what iPad OS is to iPad uh, to iOS, right? Uh, except I think there are there are a few significant changes that I think will, we will really appreciate, and one of them surrounds a lot to do with multitasking, like yeah. developing apps or at least the layout. To be more multitasking and larger display display friendly kind of thing. Yeah, the biggest difference I think 
uh, when it comes to the development because I went through the session they said that the first thing that you will realize while developing is that you're not developing for the full screen anymore you're developing for a multi-window type of situation right so your default is multi-window right your default app is windowed and a lot of things that Google introduced in Honeycomb Mm-hmm. was actually removed in the following years. So technically, when you use Android on a tablet, it's just the phone interface supersized. Yeah, so we kind of realized that, you know, um, when we hold Android tablets and we compare them to each other, especially even to a Samsung Galaxy Tab S7 currently, right? The Tab S lineup, basically. The multi-window experience is just quite rubbish. <laughs> it's non-existent on a lot of uh, the Android tablets and it's difficult because a larger display will you do want to use it for a bit more than just watching a movie because I kind of think that a lot of times when we're using an Android tablet today we consider it to use it as you know entertainment devices yeah and no (laughs) and I think with uh, this big update Google is gearing it so that it functions a lot more like iPad OS. Mm-hmm. Like we've seen this in Dex, we've seen this in iPad OS, we've even seen this on Windows 11. So right. taskbars is going to be more multitasking focused. Your right. arrow key, your navigation keys is moving to the bottom in either corner. You, I think you can set that. But when you want to launch uh, apps from your taskbar, you can literally just drag and put it straight into multi-window mode. Right. If, if not, you can just click on it and it'll just launch straight away because it is yep. the app that you've already been using. Right? This is... Yep. I think this is a very, very sensible update, at least, you know, for, for tablets because it's something that we've always wanted to have on tablets and we only can get this on desktop-based experience. Like, when you plug in on decks let's say right and the decks will show you the display like uh, it's a desktop we've only gotten taskbars on desktops yeah (laughs) and on top of that i think the biggest move that google has made for this particular update is that they are making it easier for developers to actually develop for the different uh screen sizes right so they have a new function called uh window uh windows resolution or something like that Mm -hmm. which actually allows uh, developers to size the window to the maximum or optimum that it is it needs to be yeah and they've also allowed you know the developers to kind of round out the app a little bit yeah to optimize their screens for that which is Uh, i think kind of clever it's called windows size classes (laughs) yeah because everything's like rounded now yeah real design and on top of that, they have actually provided uh, proper guidelines into where you need, what uh, resolution you hit when you are actually uh, converting from, let's say, phone to a medium-sized screen. Mm-hmm. And then from a medium-sized screen to a full-on tablet screen. Right. Yeah, so what that basically means is that there's less guesswork lah for the developers and yeah. there's less basically fiddling around with screen sizes and screen layouts and stuff like that. 
And this is, I think, very apparent when you launch apps like Instagram on your tablet, because no matter what, when you launch Instagram on certain tablets, it will not go in landscape mode. Yeah, but then <laughs> again, Instagram does is not optimized for large screens. That is true, but and this kind of might eliminate that kind of issue in the future. Yeah, so right? the the way Google wants to deal with that is that they've said developers need to optimize, mm-hmm. but those that refuse to, the apps will basically launch in what they call compatibility mode. Right, and base it's not the perfect experience. But it doesn't ruin the experience of the app, and allows it to multitask and scale as needed. Which makes a lot of sense, at least for tablet users. Yes. Because <laughs> I I've been very very annoyed with certain apps. Like let's say okay, this is not strictly an Android tablet, the Huawei Mate Pad, right? But when I tried to launch things like you know uh the 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 App Store what what was the App Store? Um, HMS, Aptoid uh, or something like that. APK Pure. Yeah, APK Pure. It doesn't want to launch in when I'm in, you know, um, landscape mode. When I launch it, it just goes to portrait mode, and I have to scroll it through portrait mode. I can't do anything about it. It's annoying. <laughs> yeah, it's so really annoying. <laughs> basically, what Google is going to do is that Google is going to leave it in portrait mode. Mm-hmm. But it'll put uh, compatibility mode basically f- fills the sites which are not uh, scaling. Yeah, at least that works. <laughs> yeah, at least that makes sense because you don't want to be installing a keyboard on your laptop and it's already on landscape and you launch an app and then it tells you to go portrait mode. That is true. It doesn't But make sense. At the same time, I think it's a good thing that they're doing this. A lot of things like. The way we work, like especially when we had, uh, tablets with us, like the Mate Pad and even Samsung's Galaxy Tab S series, we work with a lot of Windows. And the biggest problem, especially for the Tab S Seven, that I had was I only could put two windows side by side. Yeah, and we want to have more. <laughs> we want to have four windows open together. So on yeah. the mate pad, I can only open up to three, like one in like a very small floating window. Uh, at least on the mate pad, I I know you can have not. This is not only on the uh mate pad, if I'm not wrong. Okay, this is also on the Samsung Galaxy Tablet, uh Tab S seven, at least right. You can have open. You can have floating windows open. Okay, but it's only one floating window that will be open. Yeah, which is. Highly annoying, <laughs> considering that you have eleven to thirteen inches of space. Correct. Like the Samsung Galaxy Tab S Seven, the the biggest, the most window that you can open is three, and you can probably see about three to four windows open at the same time at most. Yeah, <sighs> and the problem with the way Android handles multitasking right now, specifically when it comes to multi-window, aside from Samsung devices. You're stuck with two simultaneous uh, windows, right? And we know that Samsung has allowed you to go up to three, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, a lot of us still need, like, when we write articles and stuff like that, we can sometimes have twenty to thirty different tabs open. Yeah. To and be some... fair, to to be fair, we don't look at all twenty at the same time. 
but yeah. it's nice that we know we can. <laughs> yeah, you, you know what I mean. <laughs> it's one of those things where it's always whatever information you need is accessible. Yeah, and so on Android. Well, not on Android. On tablets, it hasn't exactly been a great experience. Yeah, when it comes to those work, like it's difficult. It's really difficult. I think the one thing that we have agreed upon is that iPads have been the benchmark for tablets. Yeah, when it but, comes to experiences. But also, iPad has its own flaws, right? The iPad yeah. OS actually flushes your your RAM when you're not touching it. <laughs> so that also means that whenever you op- have like ten tabs open, okay, and you come back to it, you have to reload all ten tabs. Every time you open the tabs, it this is yeah. also very similar to the current Android, basically because this is a way to save RAM and to save battery life. Okay, except on the iOS, you can't turn that off. <laughs> yeah, and I think one of the biggest flaws for me when it comes to iOS, when you're doing multitasking, you're mm-hmm. still limited. Yeah, you don't have the freedom that we are looking for when it comes to being productive. Yeah, and on that note. Right, I actually just read an article about Chromebooks and why they're better than the iPad OS, which also means that they're better than any tra- Android tablet right now. So if you are looking to to get a good working tablet experience stuff, I think the Chromebook is currently still the way to go. Kind of. Yeah, Chromebooks are a weird in between space. We always give like a lot of flame. Well. Uh, we don't give Chromebooks a lot of credit. <laughs> we give them a lot of, of difficult times because they always try to compete with desktop and laptop. Well, the normal PC laptops, and that's where they fall short, right? But I think when it comes to a competitor to even the iPad OS, they're actually very, very good replacements. Yeah, and I think when it comes to productivity, because. Chrome OS actually allows you to use Android apps. Mm. You have the full suite of apps available to you. Yeah, and, and you, you have... have very capable processors on Chromebooks. Correct, and you're using basically a full um, web, not web, sorry, desktop experience type of you know browsers. You're not using like a half baked mobile browser. You're actually using a PC. Normal browser that you get on desktop PCs and laptops, not half big stuff. Yeah, while you still they have the option too. Yeah, and they also have pretty good stylus support. Yeah, pretty much like, and you get a lot of options now. They have you have plenty of Chromebooks out there, and they are inexpensive. Very inexpensive. I think the cheapest Chromebook that I've come across is actually sub two thousand ringgit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can get some from Acer, Lenovo. There's so many choices right now, and I think some of the best ones comes from Lenovo currently. I think. Yeah, I think it's between Lenovo and Acer at least here in Malaysia. Yeah, in that in that sense, we're gonna end with this. Why do you need a tablet again? <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, I just want something that it's that works. Yeah. And that, and I think, if you give the choice to us, we'd probably go for a Chromebook that has a detachable keyboard because it freaking works. <laughs> yeah, either that or just get a Windows convertible. 
ah, yeah, but those are not cheap, right? So yeah. <laughs> you have to consider that twice. Anyway, that is all the time we have for today. Let us know what you think about, you know, Android tablets and whether you should get them or, you know, just get an iPad or even a Chromebook. We kind of, we're kind of leaning towards Chromebooks right now. But yeah, do let us know what you think about all these things. And maybe let us know about, you know, Facebook Meta as well. You know, if you like the name, if you think that's going to make any difference. I don't know. Just let us know. Uh, you can find us on Spotify and Google Podcasts and well, even Apple Podcasts, right? So just reach out to us even on social media, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Twitter and Instagram. We are Tech and TV across the channel. That's www. No, sorry. That's T-E-C-H-E-N-T TV across all these um, social media. And if you want to read about all our latest news, everything that we've talked about today, you know, go to our website. That's www.techent.tv. That's www.techent.tv. And that's it for now. Um, thank you for listening. I'll see you. Well, I'll see you. We'll talk to you next week again. Bye-bye.